Power to Play podcast. It's me, Sam, and it's me, Lee. Hi, hey. <laughs> so, uh, Lee, we were looking Sunday morning. Oh, this is a bit late, isn't it? We're doing this on a Monday. Um, but uh, yesterday, it was Hebrews 3. Three brews he, I could say, <laughs> if you get tongue-tied. Uh, Hebrews 3. <laughs> Which I definitely did at the beginning. Yeah. It's like the unmasked singer. I mean, like, <laughs> that's, that's like, that's as any, <laughs> any program. Solemnity. <laughs> there was another word you struggled oh, to get out. days. It's like, it some, was bad. Sometimes you realise how big your tongue is, like, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, it's one of those things, like, it's like, it's so not the main point I'm trying to make right <laughs> now, so. I forgot how to speak. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. No, that was cool. Um, so. I know there's one thing um, that you come into this passage particularly, mm. you think we should guard against a sort of disclaimer. Uh, what is that? Cool. Okay, yeah. So when we come into chapter three, there is really something that we've just got to put to the side. Um, this chapter, I think we can all agree, was not written to give us a crisis of salvation. Mm. It was never meant for us to come to this and go in, oh, yeah. Am, I, am I saved? Am I safe? And that sort of stuff, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like, we, we can look at this, and from verse 1, there's got the word brothers in there, right? So it's therefore holy brothers. Yeah, that's good. And we've got it again as well in verse 12. See to it, brothers. Mm. So so what, what's happening here is that he's writing to brothers and sisters. <laughs> yeah. So he's writing to Christians, yeah. and he's not writing about salvation, Mm. He's right into those who've already been saved, right? Yeah. So cool. so there's lots of lots of paths off of this main path that we want to stay on, which is chapter three. Um and we don't want to go down the other paths, mm-hmm. even though your mind may well go, Well, what, what what's he on about? What's he saying that for? Yeah. Or yeah. what does that mean? It's like we can go off into these paths and get totally lost. Yeah. He's yeah. not writing about salvation. And what he's writing about here. Is it is it's a warning this is. Mm. And we can't dilute, you know, the sternness um and the seriousness of this passage. And if we go off into the bypasses, that's where we'll end up. Yeah, we'll true. end up losing then uh what chapter three was written for yeah. and written about. So yeah. that's the disclaimer at the very beginning. This mm. may trigger lots mm. of questions. Yeah. But it's the questions that yeah, can't be answered from here. That's not what he's dealing with. That's yeah. not what he's dealing with, yeah. That's massively helpful. Um so yeah, yeah, thanks for that. That's great. Um you began last week's Panda Plate podcast really by asking me to say what the summary sentence was. Yes. Um if you could sum up in a sentence the passage. Yeah. Um I think you did say it in the sermon, but just yeah. remind us again what would you say chapter three is in a sentence? Cool. Yeah. So hopefully with the summaries, if you look at it, uh, you'll be able to see all the parts fit into it, you know, from yeah, the chapter. Hopefully, yeah. So yeah. the summary sentence is Jesus is the one you need to fix your thoughts on today. Help others to do the same. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, when, what's, what personally I thought was interesting to begin with is um, the word apostle being attached to Jesus. Because we always think, yeah. no, Jesus picks the apostles. Apostles quite a, a narrow title for a certain group of men. But then uh, the writer of the Hebrews here says that Jesus is the apostle. Yeah. Um, 
So can you just tell us a bit of what's, what that means, what's going on with that title? That would be really cool. Yeah, yeah, cool. Mm. So, uh, so the word apostle is, um, the other word for apostle would be sent, that there's one who has been sent. Mm. Um, so Jesus, we, if you've read uh, John's gospel with us this month, yeah. you will be familiar with some of these verses, which... Um, last monthly, actually. Oh, yeah. Just got a new book out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Last month. So, if yeah. you if you read John with us last month, you'd know that Jesus actually takes this designation for himself. Mm. So he calls himself an apostle, really, when he says something like this in John four thirty four. My food, said Jesus, is to do the will of Him who sent me, and to finish His work. Cool. So he's saying, oh, I, I'm I'm the sent one. So an apostle, it it's means. Sent one. Sent one, yeah. And so Jesus says, yeah. I'm the sent one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's another yeah. one in John 6, 38. Nice. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. Wow. So Jesus loves this title. He loves it. He loves thinking of himself like this. Yeah, yeah. I am yeah, yeah. an apostle. I'm the, the, yeah. the apostle, the sent one. The sent one. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. And um, then it talks, so the beginning of chapter three, it's really comparing, isn't it, Jesus and Moses. Um, Could you just talk a bit more about that, maybe in regards to like, um, like it talks about Moses being sent and being faithful. Um, Who who is it who's sending Moses? Where do we see that? Yeah. Um, I think that would be cool to like locate (laughs) that in the Bible because we can just do that, can't we? So yeah, Yeah, yeah. where would you go for that sort of thing? That's cool, yeah. So it's Exodus chapter three. Um, so it's probably worth turning there because when you see this with your own eyes, um, yeah, it's great. It is great. Yeah. So we've got like Moses, this massive character, isn't it? Um, in the old Testament and, uh, but then he's just, he's just designated here as a servant Mm. of the household. Mm -hmm. Uh, whereas Jesus is someone different. Yeah. Yeah, So it's here that we really see that there's there's actually a huge difference between Jesus and Moses. Mm. Um, so in chapter three, verses one to six, I'll read it. Yeah. It says, Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the far side of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I'll go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Mm -hmm. Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. Do not come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. Okay, so <laughs> so the big question, so obviously it's the one who's in the bush, the burning bush, is the one who sends Moses. Yeah. Who is it? Cool, so who's in the bush? It says yeah. the angel of the Lord was um, there in verse 2. The angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within the bush. What does the word angel mean? So the angel means messenger. So that's yeah. like a, a sent one with a message. So yeah. it's similar to the apostle's word. So a word. similar word, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, cool. yeah. So you've got mm. here uh, the father who has sent uh, Jesus, because that's mm. what Jesus does. He's the, yeah. I'm the sent one from the father. Yeah, so he yeah. comes and then he commissions and sends Moses. Yeah. 
Yeah, so this really, uh, the angel of the Lord here is seen as God. That's massive. God called from him from within the mm, bush. Mm. He then is like the I am. Yeah. I am the God of Abraham and Isaac. Yeah. So it's like this one in the bush is is the angel of the Lord who is God, who is the I am and the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, right? Brilliant. So he, yeah. and he commissions Moses. Mm. Yeah, so this is why you see a massive difference between Jesus and Moses is because Jesus commissions Moses yeah. and Moses is therefore a sent one, a servant mm. of Jesus. And you see the commissioning part with Moses in the fact that he takes his shoes off. Mm. Do you remember like when we did like Joshua, when the the Lord of hosts, isn't it? The, the commander of the Lord's armies comes and he's like, and Joshua's like, whose side are you on? And he's like, none. Figure you're on my side, mate. Mm. And and he takes his shoes off there and then. It's the same sort of moment, Yeah, it's the same it? yeah. moment. Uh, we're taking our shoes off. We're not going anywhere until we hear from the commander, from the angel of the Lord, sent from the Father, what he's going to commission me to do. Mm. So that's where you see Moses commissioning. Nice. So when we really come back good. into Hebrews, you're like, why is it ever a question if Jesus and Moses are on par, you know? Yeah. Or if even Moses is greater than Jesus? Yeah. Nah, nah. So Hebrews 3 is like, Jesus is the one who is the, the creator and sustainer of the universe, but yeah. also his household, the church. Mm. And Moses was a servant within that, commissioned within that. So you just said there that the household, the church. Now, um, I think you're saying that bit in verse 6 where it says, uh, Christ is faithful as a son of a God's house. We are his house. Mm, yeah. So Moses is a servant in, in the house. So what's it saying there with regards to us, the church? If we are the house and Moses is a servant in the house. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's telling us something similar to Peter. Do you remember when Peter, we looked at this, that the when he looks into the Old Testament, he, he says that uh, the prophets were not serving themselves, but mm -hmm. they were serving us. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, so, mm. so I think we're to think of Moses in the same way, in that whatever Moses did, wrote, spoke, um, all of that was not so much to serve him and the people then, but to serve us. And you get that a bit in That's this great. passage, don't you? Um, yeah, so Moses in verse 5 was faithful as a servant in all of God's house, mm. testifying to what would be said in the future. Nice. So there is yeah, this, yeah, whatever yeah. Moses did had a future aspect to it of like, no, I'm testifying to that. Nice, uh, yeah. yeah, Should yeah. I just read, the, I've got the verses. Oh, on go on, yeah. It was revealed to them uh, that they were not serving themselves, but you when they spoke of the things that have now been told you by those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit. Wow. Yeah. yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. So that's nice, that, isn't it? You're like, mm. so Jesus is the maker of the church, the sustainer of the church, and Moses was commissioned to be a servant yeah. within that. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Oh, nice. Man, that's, cool, no, that's really helpful. Thanks. It'd be great to get to this second bit of the passage, because when he quotes Psalm 95, <clears throat> we don't need to talk much about that, because you did a video on Friday, which people could watch, Yeah. Um, or Saturday, but... Um, it really packs a punch, doesn't it, when he comes in with, today, Mate. if you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts. Yeah, um, this is kind of where the, the sort of tone shifts. gets serious, doesn't it? And yeah. I like that how you said it's very similar to, in Psalm 95 itself, it, it, it's like, fix your thoughts on Jesus is basically the first half the first of half. the song, yeah. as this passage is. And then, um, bang, today, if you hear his voice, you better listen to him. Yeah. Um, so... But what are we told to do, basically, in the rest of the passage? Uh, it's definitely warnings, isn't it? But what is it we're, we're told that we must do and slash we mustn't do? Cool. So, yeah, so in, in all of this passage, there are a few things that we're told to do. So fix yeah. your thoughts is what you just said. Yeah. Fix your thoughts on, 
on Jesus. We're told to not harden our hearts. Mm. We're told, um, he says, see to it, uh, brothers, that we don't have a, a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. And then we're told to, to really combat the deceitfulness of sin. Yeah. So it's those those sorts of things there are, are what we are really encouraged and, yeah, um, yeah forcefully encouraged to do. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. that's great. And we're probably yeah. listening to that thinking, yeah, I want to do those things slash not do the things, you know, that I shouldn't do. Um, how? Does the passage, like, help us with what should we do then to yeah. ensure that, we do that. Yes. Yeah. So I think listen is one of the big ones, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So it's like today, if you hear his voice, yeah. So you, you listen to him. Yeah. So this is something that the father is kind of really passionate about, I think, isn't it? Because <laughs> yeah. um, in Mark 9 verse 7 is the transfiguration of Jesus. Yeah. And <clears throat> those who were there heard the voice from heaven say, um, yeah, behold my son yeah. uh, whom I love. And then it's different from the baptism because he adds this in, listen to him. Yeah, that's really cool. So the father actually really wants us to, yeah, if we hear his voice, mm-hmm. that we listen. Yeah. Yeah, we listen to him. And I think you've been reading around the transfiguration and have a bit yeah. of an insight yeah. on this. Well, firstly, it's cool because on that same mountain is Moses. Yes. And God doesn't say listen to him no. on the transfiguration, yeah, yeah. but um, listen to Jesus. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So that's helpful with this passage. Yeah, yeah. The other thing is, um, so before Exodus 23, so they've just had the Ten Commandments in chapter 20, and before they set off, you know, to head to the promised land, hmm. God the Father speaks about someone that they must pay attention to and listen to. Yeah. And you're like, I wonder who this will be. Uh, but... Yeah, in verse 20 to 23, in chapter 23, God the Father says, See, I'm sending an angel ahead of you to guard you along the way and to bring you to the place I've prepared. Pay attention, you might remember some of those words, pay attention to him and listen to what he says. Don't rebel against him. He will not forgive your rebellion since my name is in him. If you listen carefully to what he says and do all that I say, I'll be an enemy to your enemies and will oppose those who oppose you. My angel will go ahead of you and bring you into the land of the Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, Canaanites, Hivites and Jebusites, and I will wipe them out. Um, So that's really cool because God the Father is saying, I have a sent one, an angel here. Um, My name is in him. Mm. Listen to him, pay attention to him, mm. and he is the one who's able to get you to the promised land and drive out all the enemies. Yeah. He's their only hope of getting to the promised land. Yeah. That's the right. thing. So then you see in Psalm 95 and you see in Numbers, what happened was they didn't listen to him. They didn't pay attention to him. Yeah. And that generation is, is died in, yeah, the, yeah. in the desert. Yeah, yeah. Man, that's really, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. big, isn't it? Man, that's huge, yeah. And I love that the, the pay attention words are in there as well. It's all there. It's yeah. all there. And that, that one who is sent ahead of them has the words of the Father in him and speaks them, because yeah. like, that was in, in yeah. the passage, yeah. And in John, that's Jesus, as you were saying, always yeah. saying those things. I only say what I hear the Father saying. Yeah. And then that sort of thing yeah, yeah. as well. So listening's a big one. Listen is the what is big one, yeah. What else? I think, is there one other thing that is said that we, we should do in this? Yeah, yeah. So then that kind of comes in with the second part of the summary of like, uh, help others to do the same. Yeah. So it's that encourage verse. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's in verse 13, but encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today, 
so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Nice, um, yeah. So this encourage one um, is massive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is to be, this is church life, this is. Mm-hmm. Um, so so you listen, but church life really is what will, yeah, we, we are to help each other listen, you mm-hmm. know, and we are to help each other see sin for what it is. Yeah. Do you know, one of us might be running after sin and it's like, to, to, yeah, to them, like sin has done its deceitful work, right? Of like covering up all of the consequences mm. and the hell and death that it uh, will give birth to. Mm. So it's just this lovely little maggot on a hook that just looks so enticing. Um, but then someone on the outside is going, what are you going there for? Yeah, yeah. Do you know? And so church life here is that when that happens, it's like to encourage them to, yeah. see, to see, no, Jesus is beautiful. Yeah, Jesus yeah. is full of life and he is heaven itself. This is death. Yeah. And will give give birth to death in your life. Yeah. So it's really it's just really like, how are we to look at other people in church? And it's like to encourage. Yeah. You know, um, not mm. to criticize and hold grudges against each other. <laughs> we yeah. are to look out in church life and go, no, we need to help each other in this. Help each other to listen. You know, with um, uh, Amy's share from uh, John five, uh, no, so, John, was it John five twenty nineteen and twenty? It's the one where it talks about diligently studying the scriptures, yeah. but not going to Jesus for life. Yeah, refusing, so is, refusing, isn't refusing. It? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So this is where the this this is kind of really um, comes into play. Here is like that. Yeah, if someone is missing from church life, yeah, do you know, it's like then let, speak speak into their hearts. You know, of like. Um, you know what? What's going on inside? You know, and what? Where are your thoughts? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what? What's your focus? And um, so it's like if someone is turning up into church life, it's like where are your thoughts? Do you know where? Where? Where's your heart? At? So even if you're doing everything, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> every Sunday, Wednesday, RBT, yeah, yeah. But still, you could, yeah, not your heart could be elsewhere. Yeah, as yeah, well. yeah. So, so as we look out, we can be tempted to think that person's not coming. Therefore, they are struggling, and everyone else is not. It's like that probably is an indicator that they're struggling. Mm. Yeah, yeah, big time. Um, but that them coming is not an indicator that they're okay. Yeah, yeah. I think I'd like to do it that way round. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, definitely, it's an indicator like that things may not be well if you're not turning up and listening to his word and yeah. stuff. But then there's ways in which we turn up, like uh, we study the scriptures. You know, we we read RBT, we do it all. But still, still, yeah, the deceitfulness of sin has come and or we've hardened our hearts and we're not listening to him, mm. even though we're going through all the motions, you know. So so that that's it. Yeah. As we talk to one another, it's like, wow, we just want to get to the heart, isn't it? Of like Yeah, yeah, where where where's your attention at? Even though it looks like your attention is you know, towards his word, as yeah. you, and I see you can't take your eyes off, uh, of the, of Sam when he's speaking or something like that, or, do you know, but it's, it's still like, let's encourage, yeah, mm. let's not be critical and stuff like that, you know. And we need to invite that as well, don't we? Like, yeah. when someone comes to us and is like, you know, might even rebuke us, like, that we, we think, hang on, I might yeah. have a plank in my eye here, you yeah. know, yeah, yeah. Uh, my brothers and sisters love me, and, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's clearly a warning. I think, we we don't want to we, we don't want to soften this right. No, it is a warning. It's yeah. a real warning here. It's stern, um, and it th- yeah. There's there's a, you you have you have to say there's a lot to lose. Yeah, if we yeah. turn away from Jesus, um, but this is written so that we wouldn't. Yeah, that we are reminded that we are chastised in a sense, and we are warned. Mm. Yeah, to wake up in this sort of area. 
brilliant. Yeah. That's really helpful, Lee. Thanks for speaking more on it. That's um, cool. Cool. Thanks well, for watching. There, there we are. One more thing, isn't it? Oh, Actually, yeah, the on. end of the chapter is that. Who were they that perished in the desert? It was the people who were attending church life. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Do you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they saw the Red they Sea They did parted. all the stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, they saw the manna fall from heaven. They saw the rocks split open and, and water them, you know? Yeah. They saw all of those things. And none of that stuff is, uh, is safe ground for us, you know? So that's like, be warned, even if you're involved in everything. Yeah. Every aspect of church. church life. Yeah, yeah. This could still yeah, yeah, be the case. It. You could yeah. not be listening. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, that's yeah, really good. Cool. Sorry, man. That was no, just the last no, minute. Thanks like, for oh, yeah. no, cutting that in. That's, that's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> cool. Thanks for watching, everyone. Hope that's, that's helpful cool. and see you very soon. Yeah, cool. Thanks today. Bye.